Welcome back to The Blind Side, Episode 3, NFL Week 9, talking all of that. We're going to start it off by saying the AFC East went 3-1 and one this week. And I happen to have two AFC East fans right here with me, Dylan with the Jets, David with the Patriots. And that just happened to be Monday Night Football this week. So Dylan, David, you guys yeah. give me your thoughts. Uh, after hearing that the AFC East went 3-1, and one, and then knowing that the Jets are the only AFC East team that didn't get well, a What win. else is new? Um, still. still not really surprising. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else is there? Um, what do you know? Yeah, um, I don't. Somehow the Jets found a way to lose this game. Yeah. And obviously, I, yeah. David is ecstatic. I was. I'll be honest. I I really did not know which way this game was going to go. First of all, great game. I just want to yeah, put it out actually there. Actually, was a really for good what game. my expectations yeah. were. I actually was pleasantly surprised yeah. with the outcome it wasn't of this game. Terrible. Maybe this, a little biased, obviously. Yeah. Hear me out. This yes. game was more enjoyable to watch than Ravens Chiefs. I would agree with that, 100%. Because it was a more closely competitive game, given (laughs) levels levels of talent were dropped a little bit, but it was more close. But the scoring, it was just so end-to-end. It was very end-to-end. Really, you had no idea who was actually... I really thought this was going to be like a 17-14 game. Just something on both sides. Yeah, took the Just a game that you kind of put on as background Exactly. But it really ended up being good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. The first note that I had from this game was Mackay Becton, and then I proceeded to write, fuck, 12 times. That looked bad, Yeah, because he's been... Yeah, chest injury. He's been the best player on our O-line the entire season, and we just can't keep him on the field, which is terrible. Joe Flacco, as you alluded to earlier, That's my first note here. Joe is... It. Yeah, that was um, and also very impressive. Something that stood drive. out to me a ton on the opening drive, as well as the entire first quarter, was well, Michael Pirine and Frank Gore nine carries yeah. for forty yards. Both so one game, and then we'll talk we about we'll the get into well. yeah. That never the, happens. The fact, I mean, the pass run defense is is not atrocious. So yeah, I will stick by that. But I don't know why you guys steered away from the run after yeah. that first quarter. I think you had 40, 40 yards rushing in the first quarter I mean, alone, that, and then yeah. like twenty seven for the rest of the game. I don't know why. I mean, they they proved to be successful throwing the ball. Joe yeah. Flacco had three passing touchdowns, but Adam Gase um, obviously didn't put together yeah. the right game plan for this this Patriots team. Yes, no. it was. But uh, when has Adam Gase put together the right plan? That's, yeah, 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 exactly. That's actually you know one mean. thing yeah. that you can guarantee is that you can wake up on Jets game day and know that you're going to get out coached. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually <laughs> that's, very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, every game. Also, just want to Cam Newton actually had a pretty good game. Started off. The first drive was four for four for fifty-five yards. Yeah, he had a, had a pretty a good. Nice, he looked pretty he, good. He had a dime to Jacoby Myers on off of play Jacoby action. Myers, great route. Yeah, maybe a flex going yeah. forward, dude. On maybe that first drive, that route that Jacoby Myers ran, where yeah, he he, he, he went straight down the middle of the yeah. field and got behind the defender. Yeah. Yeah. The direction nice. change was so. And a great pass cool. by Cam, like probably his best. Cam had a great ball this year. It looked like twenty sixteen Cam. And so yeah, I mean, he on twenty-seven for thirty-five, two hundred seventy-four yards. Didn't throw for a touchdown again. Um, hasn't thrown to a tight end or a receiver this season, but, but he did rush for a touchdown and had yeah. a couple crucial yeah. fourth down the sneaks. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. what has my knock was... been on Cam Newton every week that he yeah. never throws for over two hundred yards? Yeah. yeah, and he finally did. There you go. He did yeah. really yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I was happy with that. Um. Getting into, I think, why the reason the Jets lost this game. If you look at their what they did on their last two drives, I yeah. think it was just a the complete wonder in the in, yeah. in the play calling what department. They, they ran they, seven plays yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Seven plays. Good so job, first, seven first drive, um, decides to throw, take a shot on first down mm-hmm. with seven minutes left in the game. And off. it was a pick. Yeah. yeah. Winning mean, the game. So when the one run thing game I will say about that, that play to defend Adam Gase, 
Um, wow. Joe That's Flacco. not something you hear no, Dylan say I know, a lot. I know. Keep note of that. There. This is this is like a big thing. Like, Joe Flacco predetermined that he was going to throw that football. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. He had yeah. checkdowns wide open. He did. Have, he had a tight end wide open. In seven, eight, eight yards. He did a tight end, tight end like, in the flat. Hold up, I'm Joe Flacco. I've been dealing yeah. all day. Yeah. Let me just drop yeah. another one in there. And my man, you know, J.C. Yeah. Jackson, Jackson came up with a nice. That's his fifth of the year. I thought it was great. Him. Yeah, I think he's very underrated. Very quick, like like deceptively yeah. quick. And he did get dusted on. Yeah, on he blew two, a few, few coverages. Yeah, and pretty gutsy. I guess you could make the argument that if Gilmore was in the game, that um. Those touchdowns, yeah. yeah, that might not have happened. Yeah. But, you know, he still got the pick, which was set up the game trying, trying drive. Do you guys, so, do you guys agree at the with end me? of the day, I'm not too upset with do it. Do you guys agree with me that if Gilmore played this game, I think it would the Pats would have won very easily? Oh, 100%. I agree. It's yeah. crazy that just this one was player a, makes that yeah, big of a Walmart-Patriots argue The only strength I would argue that the Patriots have Right mm-hmm. now is in their secondary. Yeah, and that's um, without and maybe that's, the number and one without Cam, really yeah. defensive player. And without Cam Newton, Newton, that's just, you know, it yeah. throws it all up. Right, yeah. So. You guys have a lot of holes that you need to fill yes. in the offseason. Oh, and, and if you and guys it's, lost it's weird tonight, my, that would have yeah. been from, crazy. Yeah. I mean, imagine we lost that and then just tanked it and yeah, got Trevor Lawrence. Which, I don't know. I it is going to be interesting, though, because in his whole career, Bill Belichick has never had to draft a quarterback. He's never had to look for high-end quarterback talent. Or really receiver talent yeah. or tight end talent. Really just He's never had any success. I mean, you see how Nikhil Harry is. Right. And looking at how like the receivers draft in the first round are performing yeah. this year. They should like, from the Steelers. Yeah, it, for yeah. real. Like, Seriously. it's just like we've never been good at that. And like, part of me feels like Bill's just going to like trade out of the first round again or fucking draft yeah. a, a safety or whatever. Like, yeah, like I really hope not because there's a lot of shit we need to fill. But yeah, um, just getting back to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Like, after this game, if I'm Trevor Lawrence and I'm I gone. see that, yeah. <laughs> you know, the Jets found a way to lose this game, yeah, I'm going to turn to Dabo Sweeney, I'm going to turn to everybody at Clemson, and you know what I'm going to say? I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm not fucking, I'm not fucking like, leaving! The show goes on! <laughs> the show goes on! <laughs> because yeah. the Jets are just a losing yeah. organization. How are you happy going Lawrence? to the Jets? Like, I understand point. the tank for Trevor, but that is still so pathetic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you gotta think, yeah, you gotta game. be sweating if you're Trevor Lawrence at this point. But honestly, as a Giants fan, I kind of want him to go to the Jets because that means that we can maybe get Justin Fields. Yeah, because you're gonna take Fields. Okay. And Fields, yeah. is a god. I'm gonna get into a little bit of a Justin Fields talk later. That dude is on fire. Keep going with the Jets, though, Dylan. Uh, yeah, I just have one more note from this game. Uh, the best hit I saw in the NFL Ashton this week Davis. was Ashton Davis. Oh, yeah. yeah. He lit up. I hate yeah. that they call a flag. That was that. such a bad I know, that was a bad call. good hit. As a pass fan, I will, I will Davis, agree that's a bad Even the announcers call. were agreeing yeah. that they should not have called a flag. A lot, a lot of calls. It was just because he blindsided really, him and really he wasn't expecting it that he, you know, it looked worse than exactly. it was. Um, but yeah, that was a sick yeah. hit. Yeah. Um, Ashton Davis played a really good game as well. Yeah, he did. He, he was everywhere. Had a goal line tackle. Um, yeah. yeah. Other than that, I don't really have much else. Um, uh, 0 9 Jets. And. Quick shout out to, to Kobe Myers. I don't know why he hasn't. He didn't get as many snaps earlier in the season. Yeah, he's, he's clearly he's a very good yeah. receiver. He's the best he's receiver we have on our team. Yeah, and I take him over Nikhil Harry any day of the week. I, yeah, well, because Nikhil Harry just falls. Yeah, <laughs> Nikhil Harry falls. Yeah, I just over. Nikhil. I don't know high center gravity. I don't know what <laughs> yeah, it is, but like whenever he catches the ball, it's just, it seems like you he's just like like oh, tap that guy's ankle and he's like a domino. He just yeah, like, exactly. he's a domino. like even when we give it to him in the backfield, like he runs straight into like the corner. 
Like, yeah. literally just straight into him, and then they'd, like, touch his ankles, and he's just, like, popped. Yeah, my, uh... It my doesn't only, make any sense to me. My only point here, for just the Giants fan, so just the casual observer of the game, is that check down that Flacco threw to Gore, the age of that throw was 74 years old. That's wow. crazy. <laughs> just a little note there. Yeah. Uh, and then, speaking of old, let's talk about Bucks Saints. Because this is a battle of two old quarterbacks, and this had game-of-the-year potential. On paper. On paper. But then... It ended up being 38-3 to Saints when the Bucks came in as favorites. So what the fuck happened? And I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. It's the Bucks start slow every week. Every week. And it's, it's insane to me. Like, if you told me in 2018 that an offense with Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Gronk, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, and Chris Godwin lose a game 38-3. to And they don't even score a touchdown. They can't even get the end zone. <laughs> How is that possible? What's going on? I, I really don't know. I'm actually speechless. It doesn't After make watching that game, that was the biggest mindfuck yeah. I have ever seen. Brady Brady is throwing basically to a fucking Madden Ultimate. And Brady was and they a, can't score like a stuff. fringe MVP candidate going coming into this game. game. Yeah. And, what the hell happened? And what? Well, not the kid. The old man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drew Brees looked good. Yeah. Like, Brees he was throwing a really deep good. ball. He yeah. looked good. I mean, especially just like with Michael Thomas back. It really yeah. just and Emmanuel Sanders having a touchdown. the yeah. offense. Yeah, because then it's not just, oh, check out the Camaro. Yeah. Even um, though that is still part of their offense. Camaro, though, not that great of a... Had a terrible game, game right? He had 49 total scrimmage yards. Did have a touchdown, but nothing besides that. Did right? he have a touchdown? I'm pretty sure he ran one in from, like, the two. Oh, he did have yeah, right? the short score. Yeah, I thought so. Um, yeah, only 14 touches. And in a game where the Saints are scoring 38 points... You'd think Camaro would be more involved in that. Yeah. Uh, what else I want to talk about was... Uh, the probability to win the division after this game. So before this game, the Saints had a 39% chance, uh, and now that's up to 63%. And obviously, look, that's going to fluctuate week by week for a little bit, but like that's a huge jump, and that's yeah. not nothing. Well, this was the second time that they played the Bucks this season, and yeah. the Bucks I think, looked like the better team. Yeah. But obviously, in this matchup, there's a clear favorite now going forward. And it's insane that like we, we, we talk about how bad this game was for the Bucks, but like I don't think we truly understand how bad it was. Yeah, it was bad. Like, like, how do you not score at, a touchdown at halftime? At halftime, thirty-one nothing. Imagine being shut out by a division rival. Yeah, on Monday Night Football. On Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football. On Sunday Night Football. We just watched Monday. Yeah, on Sunday Night Football. Oh my God! Can you imagine doing that? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so I love Taysom Hill. Taysom okay. Hill is just fucking yeah. fun. But, he does everything. So, but like, if slash when Breeze retires, maybe this year, maybe not. We'll see what happens with the rest of the year. I think he'll probably go two more years, realistically. So, but Taysom Hill, do you think he can be the starting quarterback for no. the Saints? I don't think he can. Going right? forward, the Saints need to find a new... One, because I don't think Taysom Hill is good enough as a quarterback. Yeah. But two, I think he's very valuable in the position he's in right Why now in the Saints it, right? offense. Why change it? Where he's a guy that he can do everything, and you always need to be worried about him when he's on the field. And speaking of Saints quarterbacks, James Winston appearance today. Yeah. Converted eating a third dubs, down. too. So, he was eating a... <laughs> He was eating a little this, w at the end of the game. This but... Janus clip, and if you guys haven't seen it yet, please look it up. Yeah, got one of the funniest things yeah. I've seen all week. Easily. Oh my god, <laughs> he's just he's just gooning with Drew Brees in an interview. It's <laughs> so funny. Uh, you gotta hand it to Jason Pierre-Paul. Try to give it his all for that pick. Yeah, if he had a few more fingers, maybe Couple he more fingers. Might have could have gotten it. Secured it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brady had more picks in that game than Aaron Rodgers has all season. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Wow. And also Mahomes, because Mahomes only has one. We're going to get into Mahomes later. We're going to have a good discussion about that. But. Yeah. MVP race is kind of crazy now. Yeah. So if you're the Saints now, are you looking to draft a quarterback, or are you thinking, let's try Jameis now? 
I think I think we draft a quarterback, and okay. I think there's a guy that you've been really high on. Yeah, Zach at Wilson. BYU. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Now has them ranked eighth in the country. This kid is coming out of nowhere. He's kind of, I hate to say it, but he's looking Joe Burrow-esque. <laughs> he's got that kind of nothing to something coming in one year quick yeah. very well. So does Mac Jones out of Bama. But, uh, I mean, look, if I'm a Patriots fan or a Saints fan, a team with an aging quarterback clearly going to the end of their career, like, you have to be looking to draft Zach Wilson because you've got to think that Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields will be gone but by, I'd say, third. the top three yeah. easily, right? Because the third team would be the Jags. I mean, Luton, we'll get into Luton later, but, uh, but yeah, you've got to think they're both gone by three. And then Mac Jones is, a good, is not getting drafted this year. Zach Wilson's an option. There's a couple other guys along the way like Kyle Trask, but who he knows what's going on him. He's yeah. having a great season. He actually is having a great year for UF. Um, Anything else for this game, yeah? Um, yeah, I was just gonna say the one bright spot for the Buccaneers uh-huh. week in week out is Devin White. Like he, he just, just like fly around. He he lives in opposing teams' backfields. Seriously, and makes so many tackles for loss. And Levante um, David continues to be amazing. Yeah, and and Tom Brady uh, is washed. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know man. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out before we move on to the next game is uh, the Saints had twelve receivers with at least one catch. Yeah, which which goes back to what we were saying with Kamara earlier. Not a lot of touches. They spread the ball a lot today, yeah, and it worked, and I, obviously. I believe 12 receivers is tied with a bunch of teams for the for, NFL Yeah, it's like a common 12. It's, like a, it's happened before. That's like the NFL record yeah. for most of the games. Um, you ready to move on to Thursday Night Football? Yeah, uh, let's do it. Talk to me. Yeah. Uh, Packers 49ers, first yeah. good that Thursday Night Football game of the year on oh, paper. Um, but yeah, then you realize the Niners have eight starters out, <laughs> yeah. and no one in their lineup Oh touched the ball in the NFC Championship game last Literally season. zero. Like, not a single player that <laughs> they had on one. the field had playing time in that game. That's crazy. Uh, Matt LaFleur kind of looks like a cooler Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Just a little, little I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, so, a crazy stat that I saw, which, like, makes sense if you think about this Packers team, is the Packers have scored on all eight of their opening drives. this year, Which is insane to think about, because you think maybe one time, oh, maybe they kick a field goal, but no, yeah. they just and drive the, down. And the past three weeks, it's been... All Devonte Adams, and it has. Well, I will like to point out is Marquez Valdez Scanlon continues to be a good yeah. red zone guy. No, Two definitely touchdowns. still an option. Yeah, like, Adams obviously is the majority of the target share, oh, yeah. but the Packers score so much that it doesn't like you could start their second. Devonte Adams in the Packers offense is like when you're playing Madden and you just have like one ninety nine overall receiver, and anytime you're in trouble, you're like, oh, I'll just hit X. Yeah, you know what I mean. Throw and then Devontae Devontae. That's yeah. what you do. 10 for 173 and a touchdown, third yeah. game in a row, finding the end zone. Aaron um, Jones, first game back from injury, didn't look great. 15 yeah. for 58. But also, I don't think he needed to be great. Yeah, and I think the Packers' offense just looks more complete when he's in the backfield. Yeah. Because teams kind of have to worry about him more than they would Jamal Williams. I agree. Yeah, it's just more of a, you have to plan for him. It's the same that we talked about with McCaffrey and Mike Davis. Exactly. Uh, so, on the Niners' side of things, Nick Mullins looked fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, he threw for two ninety one and one had a pick, but that, but that does that looks good on bad. Piper. Yeah, but really, bad. if you watch the game, you know he didn't look confident in any of his throws. He missed a lot of deep balls, and it just took the Niners too long. Yeah, and it didn't. But it, he didn't miss Richie James Jr. Yeah, I mean, nine for one eighty four and a touchdown. Who was Richie? James they were like, Jr.? hey, you know Brandon Ayuk's role in this offense. Let's just give it to Richie James now that Ayuk's <laughs> not playing, and this dude performed. And I think the Niners can actually do the same thing with their wideouts that they do with their running backs. I agree. Because their system is just yeah. so Yeah, cool. it works. Kyle Shanahan is an absolute genius, yeah. and people don't talk about that enough. Like, people say he's a genius, but seriously. This man's a genius. Seriously, this man's <laughs> a genius. Like, this guy's putting up points without Kittle, Garoppolo, Debo, Ayuk. Who else am I missing? 
Mostert. Mostert. McKinnon. Oh, well, no, McKinnon, McKinnon, McKinnon played. Sorry, McKinnon, forgive me. Jeff Wilson, they just Jeff have Wilson. so many running backs. Jeff Wilson. Out. They lost Brita to Miami, yep. and Tevin Coleman is out of that, I believe. Yeah. So like, and he's still putting up seventeen on a Packers defense that's respectable. Yeah. Jair Alexander also got hurt that game. Scary. One of our favorite guys. I think he's been. I think he'll be okay. Hopefully, but that was scary. In the top three corners this Easily. season. In Easily. The my man, my main man, Bradbury. Yeah, he's also up there. Uh, anything else for this game you want to talk about besides um, Aaron Rodgers, three hundred five and four touchdowns? He's Aaron Rodgers. Imagine drafting a quarterback. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, how do you do that? You can't how do you do that. Uh, good with this game. I'm ready to move on. Jags, Texans. Yeah. So um, first thing from this game. Yeah. Get the loot. Get the loot, baby. Get Jake the loot. We, we love him. We love Jake Luton. Yeah. Um. The first play we saw from this game. Yeah. Like live was Jake Luton's spinning, slicing, and yeah. dicing touchdown oh. run. And that's both it. of that our mouths sexy. just like that dropped to the sexy. ground. That was the best play I we could have seen. I wish they got the two-point conversion there. I would love yeah. to see OT there. Oh, my God. Deshaun Watson continues to just be a magician. Yeah. 281 and 2, 50 yards on the ground. Looks yeah. great. He's just such a dual threat. Yeah, he, he really, like, it's so like, terrible. How, how can you game plan for a guy like that? I, I, like, could you imagine if he was on any other team? Yeah, or if he just, like, still had DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, imagine he had a, a considerably amazing wide receiver one. Oh, wait, he did. Yeah, imagine trading him. Yeah. Uh, Will Fuller looks great, though. I mean, he stepped into the wide receiver one role, and he's mm-hmm. had a good season, and he's been able to stay healthy. Yeah, 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, but he's no DeAndre Hopkins. No. Oh, my God. No one's DeAndre Hopkins except maybe Julio. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe Devontae. I think he's third. I, I think, think there's a great argument for I him at three right now. He's three, definitely, yeah. and those other two are probably one and two, yeah. depending on what order. One and one A, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really yeah. matter. Um. But yeah, Devontae's definitely been having a great season. Mm-hmm. A uh, little numbers thing. J.J. <laughs> Watt got his 100th sack in 120 career games. It's the fourth fastest ever. It was a strip sack of the o- that the O-line eventually recovered. J.J. Watt just continues to be J.J. Watt no yeah. matter what year it is or who's coaching. He's, He's so J.J. Watt. Uh, pro came Duke Johnson with a touchdown. Love to yeah. see Duke. David Johnson might be hurt for a little bit. So Duke Johnson could be a good waiver pickup waiver for pickup. anyone that's in a bit injury prone like my team. Yeah. Um, James Robinson continues to look amazing. Yeah. Firing. 24 for 99 and a touchdown. No catches. Continues to give me Maurice Jones Drew vibes. Yeah. Because he's kind of, he's a power guy, but he's also shifty. You know One what I mean? thing I will say is I think James Robinson might have a bit more explosion. I think so too. Maurice yeah. Jones yeah. Yeah. Drew. Yeah. He's, he like accelerates um, quickly. Yeah. And this guy's, he's a rookie. Sixth round pick, I believe. Oh, no, undrafted, I believe. No, he's undrafted. I think he was undrafted. Out of Oregon State. Week one when we did the show, I think he moved up to, like, sixth for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I I would love to know where he is now. I think he's probably around four. Yeah. Because you got to think it's Herbert, Burrow, and then... This dude rattles off 100-yard weeks. Like, it's his job. Yeah, 99 this week, so one short. Yeah. You get the idea. Yeah. Um, DJ Chark continues to be so fun when he's involved in the offense. Yeah, he's just... Seven for 146 and a touchdown. I just love to see him play. I love him at LSU. I think he's a great player. Um, the Jags were my pick for upset of the week. You did um, have him. Even, like, without even, even when even I knew Minshew wasn't playing. Yeah. Uh, because I, I don't think this Texans team is good at all. No, they're not. And I think it definitely showed like really how yeah. bad they are today, only beating the Jags by two. So our man Luton, I have a little stat for him. Uh, yeah. First quarterback since 1950 with 300-plus passing yards, 25-plus completions, and a rushing touchdown in his first start ever. So maybe there's a little problem. Hope and Duval. What do we do with Minshew now? It's only one game, and it's the Texans' defense. So let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But he looked good. But promising, and and this is definitely a confidence builder. 
Yeah, it's not nothing. Because it's, it's not always nothing. good to get a first good game under your belt, exactly. even though they didn't get the win. Yeah, um, um, something I noticed in the Texans' offense this week is that they use their tight ends a lot, Bells and Atkins, or Atkins, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I would love to see them get a legitimately very talented tight end in the draft, like maybe our man Brevin, or Kyle Pitts out of UF, or Pat Fryermuth yeah. out of Penn State. The only thing is they don't have a first-round pick. Exactly, the Dolphins have it, because the Larry Tunsil trade. Exactly. The Dolphins look, ama- look amazing for the future. We're going to get yeah. into that later. Uh, Josh Lambeau missed an extra point, but drills a 59-yarder before half, and now he's hurt. So, a little bit of kicking woes there. You know what I don't understand about kickers getting hurt? Yeah. It's like, how it happens. isn't all you do <laughs> yeah. is just kick and, and stretch. stretch? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. why wouldn't you stretch the muscles that you're using to kick so they don't It get never hurt? really makes sense to me, to be completely honest. Uh, I don't have much else for this game besides uh, Brandon Cooks is really good when you get him in space. He's yeah. really nice. Yeah, he's shifty as hell. Yeah. Uh, anything else for this game, you got? I'm ready to move on to Giants beating the football team. Yeah, so <laughs> give me a little bit of yours first, and then I have a lot to talk about for the Giants, yeah. so give it a little lead-in. Um, Giants won, so obviously it was a good game for them, but yeah. I, I'm just going to throw a little shade at Danny real oh, quick. Oh, please, um, please. Yeah, just for the second time in his career, plays a game without having an, like a, a fumble or an interception. Yeah, turnover, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he fumbled in the fourth quarter and was Did able to dive there? on it. But still, like, come on, Dan. Yeah, what do you got? Just hold the ball. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I can do football team uh, before you go into Giants or after. Go for it. Um, Yeah, Alex Smith was electric. Yeah, he was. It was good to see him, besides the picks. And and not only that, he was throwing the ball down the field like we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, obviously prayers to Khan, who got hard off the field. Yeah, didn't look good. A lot of people thought Jabril Peppers injured him on purpose. That was clearly not intentional. Clean hit. Yeah, Jabril's a great guy. He would yeah. never do that. Um, like, hopefully he gets back soon. But Alex Smith, 24 of 32 for yeah. 325 and a touchdown. Not did have, did have the three picks and the two late ones and yeah. those back-to-back drives, With, uh, I believe. Jabril and then Logan Ryan to close it out. And um, we'll talk about Logan Ryan later. But yeah, this is his first like real action, I'd say, in, yeah. in probably he three years. Yeah. Is it has it been three years I think now? Three years, yeah. Jesus Christ. Dude, he saw what Mahomes is doing with the Chiefs and he's like, hey, maybe I can do that shit. <laughs> yeah. So he's throwing um, one five years. I believe he was named a starter for next week. Yeah, because Kyle Allen's out. Um so yeah, looking forward to seeing what Alex it's, Smith does next it's week. It's gonna be interesting to see what he can do as a starter. Yeah. Uh, over to you, Jake, for the Giants. Okay, so Giants fan update. I have a lot to say about the Giants. I'm very happy with how this game went. Like I, I'm, I know we won, and in a way, it kind of sucks that we won because it kind of hurts our draft stock a little bit. This game was so good to see because for the first time in my life, I can confidently say Dave Gettleman has helped this team because the pieces that we've added on defense this year have been amazing. Let's talk about just free agency. We won't even get into the draft yet. Leonard Williams has more sacks than guys like J.J. Watt and Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett led the league in sacks last year, and we talked about how J.J. Watt is J.J. Watt. This was a one-year prove-it franchise tag for Leonard Williams, and I think he's proving it. And that front three of Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, and Dalvin Tomlinson is looking great. And then let's get into who did we get next? Blake Martinez, a tackling machine. Yeah. Had a crazy pick on He's had a crazy season. Yeah, just I mean, in general. Blake Martinez has looked like a true, a true Mike, and that's what we want him to be, and we're not even paying him that much. And then who was our third acquisition? James Bradbury, who's a true lockdown number one the corner. The $44 million man. Yeah, four <laughs> years, $11 million a year for a true lockdown corner. I think he's 26 or 27. Yeah, I, love no, I mean, that's great value. Yeah, we also got Kyle, Kyle Fackrell, who's like, in situations where he's in, he's looking good. And then let's go to the draft. So, Andrew Thomas looked 
fucking terrible the first part of this year, like the first four weeks. Yeah. But I saw something, uh, Joe Thomas, former great offensive tackle for the Browns. You guys probably already heard of him. Yeah. Uh, future Hall of Famer if he's not already. Um, he said that Andrew Thomas is actually showing such signs of progression. And I actually, about 20 minutes ago, I watched the highlights of this Giants football team game. And Andrew Thomas looked fucking great. He literally only had one bad one, and it was against Chase Young, where he made an absurd finesse move on him. It was just Chase Young being Chase Young. But besides that one mistake, Andrew Thomas looked great against a great football team defense. Uh, that was great to see. Um, also, Danny Dimes, no turnovers. That was also, like, wow, that yeah. doesn't happen. That doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, Giants D with five takeaways. Yeah. Uh, all, a little New Jersey love. That's Logan Ryan out of Rutgers and Jabril Peppers. Winning recipe. High school. That's a winning recipe. Yeah, um, I do want to tell this story about uh, about Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan. Yeah, this is a this crazy is fucking story. Crazy. If you guys have been tuning out my Giants bullshit for a while, please just listen to this. So Logan Ryan, uh, Logan Ryan's wife last week called him saying that she was having uh, I I don't know the exact medical term. I'm sorry, but basically just complications with her pregnancy, like a potentially life threatening situation. And um, what had happened was Logan Ryan wasn't sure what the COVID protocols give of. The COVID protocols at the NFL and all the stuff going on right now, if he could go to see his wife and be with his hopeful future kid. And apparently he was talking to uh, a Giants team trainer who basically said, look, man, you have to do this. you got to call Joe, Joe Judge, new head coach, and tell him, like, hey, this is, this is life-threatening for my wife and my future child. I need to be there. And apparently uh, he calls Joe Judge, and Joe Judge instinctively is just like, you need to go. You need to go be with your wife, which is awesome to see because that shows he's not only a football guy, tough guy, head coach, he's also a player's coach. And having both is a great thing to have in a future head coach, and this is only his first season. So Logan Ryan gets to the hospital. Unfortunately, uh, the their child did die in labor, but they were able to save the wife's life. And apparently, uh, when, the, when he was there visiting his wife, his wife said, bring a ball back home to me. And what does Logan Ryan do? He gets the game-sealing pick at the end of the fourth quarter, runs to the end zone, and just says, this one's for you, baby. And that, shit like that, is what, that's why you love sports. That's why we love sports. That's what makes sports the escape from reality. That's what makes sports beautiful, in my opinion. And I just think that story was totally worth noting. Back to the actual game, uh, Jabril looked great, picking a fumble recovery. Austin Mack, undrafted rookie out of Ohio State, four catches for 72 yards. He looked like he was just doing his thing. And, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for the Giants. Job Judge, Panic Meter, A-. I'm chilling with them. I love them so far. My only last note is we also need to give some major credit to first-year defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. Giants have the number eight run defense right now. They're flying around the field. Even the secondary looks good. I'm excited to see what we're like when Xavier McKinney comes back because that might push Logan Ryan back down the corner. And, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Um, do you mind if I do my panic meter now, just because we already did Jets? Go for it, yeah, um, tell me how And I forgot to do it. Uh, yeah, Adam Gase doesn't even have a grade on the panic meter this week. Yeah, I, I don't think he's on. Like, I was gonna give him an A through F, right? but then I just wrote down, how does this man still have a job? Yeah, I don't get it. Um, and I will tell you. So, during the middle of the week, I was a little curious as to Adam Gase still has a job. Right. So I, I looked up, and I typed into Google... How does Adam Gase still have a job? Right. And I actually got a pretty pretty good article in return. Pretty yeah. promising article. Uh, it says, and it's by the Jet Press, mm-hmm. um, and I quote, The New York Jets know that they will eventually move on from their head coach. Uh, 
and there's a near 0% chance that he remains with the team into next season. Um, but they also go on to say that they have no intention of firing him for the rest of this right. season. Right. So, in a way... Little positive, little negative. In a way, I kind of feel like that's smart, because you it's don't just wanna, bad for Darnold. You don't want to give him a new offer. Because you're already going to next year if yeah. you stick with him. So... The only, the only way I could see the Jets making a move in the middle of the season is yeah. if they find a coach that can start now. Mm-hmm. And the enemy wouldn't be able to do and that. Exactly. Because he's going to win another ring yeah. with, with the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. And then he's going to go to the worst team in football. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it happens. And, and I, I hope, hope it happens. happens. <laughs> yeah. We were both yeah. thinking it. Um, yeah, that's all I have for okay, the panic so meter. Go to, um, Just fuck Adam Colts, Yeah. So the Colts managed to make every game... Boring. boring as fuck. Just boring just as boring. fuck. The Ravens are one of the most electric offenses to watch in the yeah. NFL, and they made the Ravens boring. And and I don't know if it's like that the Colts are just like inherently boring as fuck. I think they just are. I think it's because of Philip Rivers. And, and there's like a little beauty in yeah. the way that they kind of like grind out games, yeah, but great. that's, that's just not for me. Yeah. Like, I just want to see teams, like especially like the Ravens, yeah. putting up a lot of points, exactly. putting up a lot of yards. Yeah. And having it have some some cool fantasy implications because that game doesn't really impact me as a fan of my team. Exactly. And the Colts just kind of ruin one game every week in the NFL. Yeah, they do. Um, Other than that, I think the Ravens actually only have one play in the red zone. They just just have Lamar Jackson run the ball. Yeah. It's either a draw or a read option, but it's never actually a read because Lamar just always keeps it. And speaking of the running game, I'd like to point out that J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards were both held to under two and a half yards per carry. So the Colts did a great job shutting down the run. I think Lamar averaged like 4.5, which even for him is pretty small. Colts defense is no joke. Yeah. Their offense is just Phillip Rivers. Yeah, so their one bright spot on their offense for me today was Michael Pittman, the rookie out of USC. There's their second round pick. Five receptions for 48 yards. Yeah. He looked great. I loved him game. coming out of the draft. I actually wanted the Giants to take him, but we took Xavier McKinney, who I wanted even more. So I'm not I'm not mad at that, but it's good to see him succeed. Yeah. Uh, Lamar, terrible game again. 19 for 23, so completing a high percentage of his passes. Yeah. Only 170 yards and didn't have another passing touchdown and didn't have a pick. Yeah. So, like, would you hate to be a wideout in the Ravens system? I think I would. Yeah. Because you're just out there running routes – to run routes. Yeah. Because he's not really getting you the ball yeah. down the field. David oh just God. walked in with a dozen donuts. Oh I remember we were trying to get him last God. night. Oh only a chocolate frosted, but like David, no, you're an absolute God. Thank okay, you, David. Yeah. So back to this. Jonathan Taylor has kind of disappeared, which is interesting to see. Seven yeah. rushes. Uh I'm sorry, six rushes for 27 yards. Did have a touchdown. Did find the end zone. And I think he though. fumbled too. And on that fumble, let's talk about what Phil Rivers tried to do on that fumble. Yeah. Oh he, my gosh, Philip Rivers. He looked like Jordan <laughs> Belfort at the telephone at the country club when he was just trying to reach up yeah. and that kind of <laughs> flailing around trying to tackle this guy. That was career-ending. Yeah, dude. Philip Rivers needs to retire. Yeah, seriously. He actually needs to retire so badly. Just pull out of the league, man. Yeah, you can't pull just out of pull the fucking out. I know, you can't pull out. Nine um, why on earth would you try to hurdle Darius Leonard? That's just a, that's, not a smart that's business decision. Terrible business. Yeah, decision. that's just not a great idea by Getting you. Getting no equity out of that deal. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I actually don't have much more on this game just yeah. because it was so boring. Rivers' final stat line was 25 of 43 for 227 and a pick. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a touchdown. Yeah, not good. Yeah. So, as we're talking about quarterbacks, how about we go to Vikings-Lions? 
Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins is just really subpar. If you're a Vikings fan, like, <laughs> how comfortable are you with Kirk Cousins being, like, the face of your offense? You're not. But he's not. Because it's Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And I think he's an MVP candidate. Yeah. I Seriously. Mean, his stat line right now is unbelievable. Yeah. 22 carries, 206 yards, and two touchdowns this game. And honestly, his blocking didn't look that good. Yeah. I mean, he also had the two receptions for 46 yards. Yeah. So he's a weapon out of the backfield. He really, he's, he's like... I'm not going to say he's on par with Kamara out of the backfield because I don't think anyone is besides McCaffrey. Yeah. But I'd say he's third. Maybe Saquon, but still. There's a there's an argument for a lot of guys at that third uh, spot. Eric Kendricks with an awesome pick in the end zone towards the end of the game. Continues to be an underrated middle linebacker. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 211 yards and a touchdown and two picks. Didn't look great. The NFC North division is so fun. Yeah. Every, like, game, those games are so every fun. game that you watch in this division mm-hmm. is a close game. Yeah. Like, this game maybe less so just because the Vikings were just running it down their throat. Yeah. But I think that when you see games like Vikings-Packers, obviously we had that last week. It was yeah. a sick game. And, you know, a part of me almost thinks that Alexander Madison might be able to be a starter on another team because he looks really good. Yeah, when he gets carries late in games when yeah, Dalvin's not looks playing, good. Madison looks like a great player. Yeah. He's shifty. He runs similar mm-hmm. to Dalvin. They, and the dreads, they kind of look similar sometimes. Yeah. Madison's a little bigger, I think. I like, think he might even be, like, a little shiftier. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Dalvin's just explosive. Yeah, Dalvin's faster. Not a doubt in my mind. He, Dalvin is wicked fast. And I also don't want to talk too much fantasy now, but do you think Dalvin Cook could end up being RB1 by the end of the year? Potentially. Yeah. If he keeps this up, because there have just been so many injuries that, like, the yeah. usual RB1 candidates aren't up there. Exactly. Um... Cousins, 13 of 20 for 220 and three touchdowns is like, yeah, but one of them wow, was a one that's, a great, that's a great stat line from Kirk. Yeah. He did nothing. Mm-mm. He almost got, like, outrushed. Not outrushed, sorry. But Dalvin almost had more rushing yards than he did passing yards. Dalvin yeah. had more scrimmage yards than he did passing yeah. yards. That's kind of pathetic as a quarterback. Pathetic. Um, and, yeah, another tough outing for DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Averaging a good amount per carry, but just the volume is not there. It really is crazy to see how bad the Lions' offense is without Kenny Galladay. Like, they just did not look good at all. Yeah. Marvin Jones scored. Yeah, Marvin Jones is always a good number two, but as a one, he's like, eh. That was a good pickup in fantasy by me. Um, But other than that, I don't really have much for this game. Yeah, you want to move to Tennessee? Pretty quiet game. Speaking of quiet games. Yeah, and speaking of quiet games, Titans-Bears. Oh, God. Bears fucking suck. All right, let me blow your mind. Tell me. Ready? If I were to tell you that the Bears were going to lose this game, Foles was going to go throw for 335, two touchdowns, no picks, and Tannehill was going to throw for 158 and two touchdowns and no picks. Yeah. And Derrick Henry only had 68 yards. That's the biggest one to me. That's the biggest one. How did the Titans win this game? Doesn't make sense. Well, I'll tell you how. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> Fumble sick. Yeah, hello, Fumble. David Montgomery is the problem. He's a terrible offense. Dude. He's 12 so rushes bad. for 30 yards. He fumbles like every week, too. Why are people so high on him? I don't get it. He's never looked good. Yeah. Um. I don't know. This Bears offense really wasn't... I don't, did they score until the fourth quarter? I don't think they did. Yeah. Yeah, so they looked terrible. These and Nick Foles stats are padded on. And if you had Titans minus six and a half, you, you were, were never worried. worried. Yeah. Never worried. Um, despite the late flurry. But yeah, the Titans defense, I think, turned the corner, despite Jadeveon Clowney being one of the most overrated players in the NFL. And here's a crazy Titans D stat for you. The Titans defense is giving up 63% of third down conversions. Yeah, that's not good. That's in case you didn't terrible. Know. That's fucking horrible. Like unimaginably bad. Um, the question needs 
to be asked, what the hell was going on at Ole Miss when A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf were in that weight room? What the hell was going on? Because I didn't see one time this game where one person took down A.J. Brown. It had to be TB. Yeah, it was or either two people or got pushed out of bounds. He's just like, oh, you know what? I'll let none of you tackle They me. were probably uh, putting something in the water. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, Corey Davis with a bagel, no catches. A.J. Brown, four, four, four catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, quiet day from Khalil Mack. Uh, no tackles for loss or sacks, only three tackles. And then I had one quick thing uh, free agency-wise. I yeah. really want Allen Robinson to go to the Giants. <laughs> because I think, yeah, that was a great reaction by me to catch that box. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, Allen Robinson on this offense would actually be really interesting because if you watch the Giants game, and I think even as a non-Giants fan, Dylan, you'll agree with me on the most part here. <laughs> the Giants have played well in every aspect that wasn't Daniel Jones. Yeah. And I'm going to assume that we're going to figure out Daniel Jones, and based on that assumption, I think Allen Robinson would be a great add to this offense. Yeah, dude. I mean, the Giants were actually even running the they were without against Saquon. against a very good red great team. day from the old line. Excuse me, great football day. team great from, day from the old line. Great we day all from make the, the mistake. Uh, that's a dollar in the jar. Yeah, a dollar in the jar. Um, we but, all make yeah. the mistake. So <laughs> not going to go back too much more into the Giants. Uh, do you have anything else for this game? I'm ready to move all on. All right, from really probably boring ass games. Yeah, let's go to probably the most fun game of the week. Awesome maybe game. maybe the Cardinals game, but before uh, we talk about the game, can can I just make my case for Mahomes MVP? I actually kind of agree with you. So tell me. Yeah. Um, third in yards, third in touchdowns, only has thrown one pick. That's insane. So a 21-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio, yeah. and he's second in QBR. And in two of those stats, he's actually behind Rodgers, and Rodgers only has one more interception than him. Yeah. So I think Mahomes-Rodgers is probably the top two quarterbacks in the NFL right now. It's crazy to think that, like, Russ gets all this hype right now for never have got having gotten an MVP vote, but now we're kind of starting to see why. Yeah, he has eight picks this year. Yeah, and he, we're gonna get into that Bills game next, but two picks and a fumble in that last game. Yeah. So let's talk about the actual game itself. Uh, great to see McCaffrey back. Yeah. Eighteen rushes, sixty-nine nice yards, also and a, a touchdown. Weapon catching the ball. Yeah, ten yeah. for eighty-two and a touchdown. Yeah, two touchdowns on his return. The classic. Uh, Mahomes. With like a weird half rollout type thing when he threw that that touchdown to, towards the back of the end yeah, zone, he yeah. just kind of ran towards the snap. It was very interesting to see. I don't know what they're doing, but it works. Classic Andy Reid smoke and mirrors. Before yeah. The play. Uh, Tyree Kill nine for one thirteen two. Also a great game from Kelsey. Yeah. Ten for one fifty nine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Mahomes quietly like almost threw for four hundred yards and four. Three seventy and four, I think it was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, but nobody's talking about it because he's Patrick Mahomes, and if the yardage total doesn't start with a four, it's not that impressive. Yeah, so one, <laughs> one other thing about the Chiefs offense, and then we'll go more towards the Panthers side of this, is yeah. Clyde, five for 14. Yeah, dude, Did have a receiving dude. touchdown, but what the hell was going on? Clyde is not that good. I, I don't know, man. Some games he really looks good. Yeah, I mean, he's shifty. but I really think it depends on the, in the incoming game. The volume the game. is not there for Clyde right now, and a, like a really instrumental point in his career because he's so young and he needs to be seeing snaps. Yeah, he The Chiefs have too many running backs yeah. on their roster. So, and one of my friends from back home, actually, I think his first two picks in the draft, oh no, his first and third pick in the draft were Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and uh, who I want to talk about next, DJ Moore. Wow. He's disappeared. Yeah. I don't like to see DJ Moore as the fourth option. I he mean, two catches for 18 he yards. He still has a very high percent target share in that Yeah, offense. which is crazy, but, but never he has, has receptions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McCaffrey, six catches. Robbie Anderson, nine catches. Curtis Samuel, nine catches. Who we called is an explosive part of that offense. 
Then DJ Moore, two catches for 18 yards. Yeah. Curtis Samuel scored again as well, which yeah. is awesome. Curtis Samuel is looking like a legitimate receiver, and so is Robbie Anderson, and so is DJ Moore, and the Panthers look good. Yeah. The Panthers are a really good 3-6. They're a really good 3-6. So three here and are six. the teams that the Panthers have lost to. I actually have it. Vegas, who's a playoff contender. Who beat the Chiefs. Yeah. The Bucks, who looked very good up until this game. <laughs> uh, the Bears, who at the time were like undefeated. The Saints, who just demolished one of the best teams in the NFL. The Falcons, who are still, somehow in my mind still good. Yeah, I actually think the Falcons are And the Chiefs. Good. Those are the teams that the, 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 the Panthers have lost to. They've gotten fucked schedule-wise. They are much better than 3-6. and six. Teddy Bridgewater is great. He's more than a bridge quarterback. I'm interested to see how that defense develops with guys like Derek Brown and Brian Burns. And losing James Bradbury yeah. didn't help their secondary. But it's good. I think the Panthers are a fun young team. And I think they deserve to be better than 3-6. and six. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I don't have much else from this game. Uh, do you want to move on to Seahawks Bills? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Josh Allen is back. Back with a fucking vengeance. Like... We get it. We know the Seahawks have the sec, uh, the thirty second pass defense, thirty second yeah. ranked pass defense Jawan in the NFL. Not cover a piece um, of cornbread. But this was still one hell of a game for Josh Allen. Like at halftime, a hell of a game. Like he finished with over four hundred, but at halftime he was on track for like something like five hundred and seventy yards. Yeah, like, something absurd. He was twenty four of twenty eight for two eighty two and three touchdowns. Yeah, I he think exploded. he ended with four fifteen and three. And he a exploded touchdown. in this yeah. game. Um, another thing that about the Bills' offense is like we see a shakeup in that backfield. Is yeah. obviously Zach Moss is the one back now. Yeah, he is. Singletary he had I think, two carries. Out carries Devin Singletary. Yeah. Um, but I Singletary Singletary moves into more of like a pass catching role out of the backfield. Which yeah. maybe that'll he'll see some success there. Yeah, also he had, Moss he had three for thirty three. Yeah, that's um, not nothing. Which wasn't you know not bad. But the Bills didn't carry a lot of times no. this game. Thirty four like, total rushing. But why Bills. would you yeah. when you're playing against the Seahawks? Exactly. They knew the game plan going in. They know Josh Allen and can throw the ball 40 times. You know what times. I'd be interested to see is now that this game has happened, if teams playing the Seahawks now take that role of, we're just going to throw the ball. Yeah, again. because they can't stop it. Because the, the, the Seahawks are clearly not going to go far in the playoffs after like, this game. We, we knew their defense was bad coming yeah, into this, this game, but this 44 points. Also, Russ had 390 yards, but that looks really good on paper, but he played not that well. He yeah, had no. one insane touchdown that was sick to see. That just that loft deep ball down yeah. that he has. It's so fun to watch. Kind of reminds me of a baseball throw, to be honest. That happens on a weekly basis, though. Yeah. Uh, DK, another great week. Yeah, Seven I mean, for one away just, and a touchdown. He just continues to be DK. And I, I think that every opposing corner has to look at him. And do you, do you remember that phase Jeb clip where he's raging? Yes, exactly. I can't compete! I can't compete! I can't fucking compete! Uh, Pro Kane, DJ Dallas, another touchdown. Three yeah. in two games. Seven carries for 31 yards as well. Looked great. So uh, Gabriel Davis, 70 yards and a touchdown. And yeah, I, of I've actually been high on Gabriel Davis for a while. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, young guy, and he's just obviously like still learning the offense. And You know what I just yeah. noticed? The Bills... Always have one random guy a game besides Stefan Diggs that goes off. Yeah. Sometimes it's Cole Beasley. Sometimes it's John Brown. Okay. Sometimes it's Gabriel Davis. And let me throw this name at you. Yeah. Ready? Dawson Knox. Dawson. Oh, Dawson. Yeah. Hasn't he been hurt actually? Or I think COVID he may be hurt, but at tight he's actually a really good tight end. No, he's really not bad he's at all. Very he's really reliable. Not bad very at all. reliable. He's kind of shifty for a yeah. big man. Stefan Diggs nine for one eighteen. Didn't get the end zone, but still had a great game. Yeah, he's he gets targeted so much. I know you had over five and a half receptions, and it covered in the first half. Yeah, right? I was like, this is an absolute lock. Yeah, this is this needs free to money. Yeah, literally free money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's basically all I have for this game. 
Yeah, I'm ready to move on to Falcons-Broncos. Yeah, so let me start this game off by saying the Falcons almost blew it again. Yeah. The Broncos scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. What? Yeah. How do the Falcons happen? suck so much? Like, there was actually a point in this game where they could have lost. Yeah. 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 They actually had a chance to lose, which yeah. is mind-blowing after being up, like, 28 points. Yeah, yeah. Again. Know. How did they always do this? Like, it, it genuinely, it doesn't compute in my head how they manage to do this every fucking week. There, there's so many deja vu moments with the Falcons every week because they almost blow a lead every week. I'm going to hit you. Todd Gurley scores every week. I'm going to hit you with the craziest Falcons stat you're ever going to hear. I just saw this on Instagram. Yeah. Credit to what uh, WTF stats. The Falcons have the second most snaps in the league with a lead. 321. Behind only the Chiefs. 327. And they're 3 and 6. Yeah, this Falcons team is What? A team. This Falcons <laughs> really team think is a about that. Team. No, I mean their defense can't make plays down the stretch just cuz there's like the culture of blowing leads in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. I think they just know it and just they're like, okay, we can like, do it. Not even just the Falcons, like all their sports teams. Yeah. <laughs> God, Georgia's just Oh my god. Stess and Bennett look terrible. We'll yeah. get in a little college football later. Um Speaking of college football, Jerry Judy, my one of my favorite players going yeah, into this draft. Sick game. Dude. Seven for one of twenty-five dude, and a touchdown. More than just the stats, like this guy runs routes. He's a top five route runner. So in the seriously, well. just watch his feet, watch his highlights at Bama. It's fun. Yeah. he's just a great fun guy to watch. Um, Matt Ryan, keeping his steady season on the tracks, I guess Leads you could the say. Leading passing yards, still, yeah, I believe. Still leading the league in passing yards. Yeah. Had another two eighty-four, uh, three touchdowns, but he did have did the have pick. A pick. Yep. So, um, so that's, that's a knock that we have on Matt Ryan. He throws the interceptions a lot. Speaking of quarterbacks, Drew Locke, 313, two touchdowns, and yeah. a rushing touchdown. I mean, when's the last okay. time we said that Drew Locke threw for over 300 points? I couldn't tell you for the life of me, but you still have to draft a quarterback. Drew yeah. Locke is not the guy. No, he's not the guy. He can't be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, anything else for this game? Yeah, I'm just going to say that I feel really bad for Falcons fans. Yeah, but... Like, the amount of anxiety that they must have every time they have a lead in the fourth yeah. quarter actually just might make the game unenjoyable. Yeah, and honestly, the only team whose fans I feel more bad for is the team we're about to talk about, the Chargers. Yeah. Because the Chargers won. Before we talk about how fucked up the Chargers are, their uniforms slap. Yep, we Those both said that at jerseys. the exact same time as soon as wow, the game came Wow, great out. uniform game. Raiders also look clean. Great yeah. uniform game. Um, those jerseys slap. Kalen Balazs comes out of nowhere. 69 nice rushing yards and a touchdown. Nice. Uh, Darren Waller, a bit of a quiet night, but when they needed him most, he was there. Shout out Avatar there. He got that touchdown towards the end of the game to take the lead. Uh, I would love to see Henry Ruggs not just be a fast guy. I'd love him to be like an actually involved yeah, in the offense. They, they need to do more stuff that's just designed around. And then speaking Ruggs. of Raiders' offense re- weapons, you had your guy. Yeah, my fantasy start of the week, Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar <laughs> uh, babies on had that forty-five Aguilar. yard touchdown. Yeah, and to be honest, the main reason I started him this week is I saw somebody's grandma pick Nelson Aguilar out of a hat to score a touchdown this week. Signed on the sports on VR betting, so I was like, that's a lock. Yep, Josh Jacobs with a touchdown as well. Uh, Keenan Allen continues to just be Mr. Reliable, 9 for 103 in a touchdown. I love that Herbert has full control over the offense, and he's yeah. realized that, like, oh, I can just go to Keenan Allen, throw fades to Mike Williams, and then hit Hunter Henry. So, I've been Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert. Right, we've been having this debate for a while. Until now. Yeah, I think Herbert's easily um, rookie of the year. Justin Herbert, I just think, is, like, more talented. Like, just has more raw talent. He's he more gifted than yeah. Joe Burrow. He can throw the ball far and, as and fuck. Let me tell you exactly why I think Justin Herbert is better than Joe Burrow. If you watch and you like, you really pay attention to the Chargers' offense yeah. and the routes that their receivers are running. Yep. 
they're not breaking in their routes till like twenty yards down it's the field. It's Chiefs esque. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes has the power to just sling the ball anywhere all over the field. You know what's interesting? And Justin Herbert is the exact same. But what's interesting to me is that it's Chiefs esque, but they don't really have a, a speed guy. Yeah, but they have Keenan Allen. Right. Who's not a speed guy, he's a route guy, but yeah. he's still quick with it. Mike Williams is just a deep threat and he's just up. massive. Hunter Henry's a great tight end. But but Justin Herbert is fitting balls in these tight windows. He really like, is. Like he fits it in there nice. Mahomes does. Yeah, he really does. He really does. It's great to see for the future. Tough live line for us. Yeah, really When there was tough that timeout with one second left, Dylan and I both live line the Chargers because we thought, oh, let's go to Keenan Allen over the middle. Yeah. He was open. Keenan Allen was wide open. Yeah, but they didn't throw it to him. So, tough for us. But, uh, yeah, didn't like to see that. Chargers yeah. continue to choke. Vegas uh, continues do, to be pretty good. Five do, we, do we dub the Chargers the new Falcons? Honestly, like, I think they're worse. At this point, do you yeah. think it's safe to say that they're – the kings of blowing leads, just like the Falcons yeah, yeah, are. yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, Herbert still played pretty well, two eighty six and two touchdowns. Didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, he played well. Uh, Herbert looked good. Derek Carr still looked pretty and good. And then my final note from this game is that on six less carries, Devontae Booker has more rushing yards than Josh Jacobs. Yeah, a little bit concerning, but honestly, like it doesn't mean that much to me because it's just one game. Josh Jacobs is still clearly the yeah, guy. Yeah, obviously Jacobs is still clearly the guy, but yeah. you would just love to see him averaging more yards a carry than Booker. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you good for this game? I'm ready to move on to probably one of the more exciting games of the week. You know what probably sucks? on par with Carolina and yeah. Kansas City. And you know what sucks the most about it is we're only going to get this game every, like, four years. Yeah. Which sucks. Because oh. I think Kyler Tua could be, like, a little bit of a rival. Just this, kinda... this game, man. It was fun. It was, it was so fun, fun and okay. there's so much to unpack. Yeah, so people, let's let's. The first thing I want to say is people forget that before Joe Burrow was yeah. Joe Burrow, tank for Tua I'm was so a thing glad. for a reason. I'm so glad you started with Tua because I really want to start with Tua. Yeah, dude, Tua looked <laughs> awesome. He had that great break sack at the end yeah. of that game to get that first down and more. Unreal play by him. I mean, I think he might have been listening to the podcast. He may have. He really may. He was have probably like, you said, "Oh, Dylan wants me to be more mobile. Let me break out of the pocket and show him what I can do." And, yeah. And Tua, you really delivered, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 20 for 28, 248, and two touchdowns. Didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. Looked like a completely different guy. Yeah. Like, compared yeah. to last week, I, it looked like it was his offense. Yeah. And I'm going to do you one better. In his second ever NFL start in a game against the 5-2 and two Cardinals coming in, Yeah. didn't have contender. his quarterback coach on the sideline. So, if you're the Dolphins, right, game one of two his career, you put him up against Aaron Donald. Yeah. Forces a fumble on the first drive for two. And then his second game, you're like, oh... A quarterback coach? Nah, dude. Who the fuck needs that? <laughs> so Tua played that game without a quarterback coach, which is absurd, but you have to think that Ryan Fitzpatrick may have just been the quarterback coach. Yeah. Shout out to Chema that Ryan Fitzpatrick is just a hair cheerleader. That was his quote. Because that's what he is now. Very true. Very I feel true. bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick because he was having a great season, but yeah. I think Tua has actually so taken let's his talk to his stats. up a level. 20 for 28, 248 and 2, and 35 rushing. Yeah. What more do you need? That's, no, he's doing everything more. that you need a franchise quarterback to do. Yeah. Um, quiet game from, let's go Cardinals a little bit, Kyler. Yeah, had a great game. 21 for 26, 283 and 3. He also had the 106 on the ground. And, and a touchdown. A touchdown. Uh, yeah. Quiet game from Hopkins, 3 for 30, but Christian Kirk, 5 for 123 and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Hopkins didn't have a catch in the first half. Yeah, Chase Edmonds. That was crazy. A lot of fantasy people were saying Chase Edmonds was going to be a stud. I see why. He had 25 carries. But only 70 yards, averaging 2.8 yards per carry. Yeah, volume was there, production was not. I don't um, see if you have Kyler Murray, why Chase Edmonds is getting 25 carries. 
why is Kyler not getting 15? I mean, I don't know if you want your quarterback in that many opportunities I'm to take a hit. I'm comfortable with it if it's Kyler. Well, you're also not the coach. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the coach. I'm totally cool with it. To yeah, I mean, Kyler doesn't really get hit, to be honest, because he no. slides so well. He slides like a baseball player. He, he slides, slides like a baseball so player. well. He's just a beast. I um, love Kyler. Yeah, I'm ready to move on to Kyler run of the week. Yeah, go for it. We have the same one. We Kyler's must. run of the week, the fourth and one read option. Yeah, yeah, and oh my god, <sighs> we're gonna talk fourth and ones after. But tell me about this. Yeah, dude, he he has sleight of hand like I've never seen on a quarterback Makes before. No he sense. actually might like be a magician. He might be a magician. He might be learning Harry Potter magicians. type shit. Because he confused the cameraman so well that the cameraman didn't realize that Kyler had the ball yeah. until he was ten yards down the field. Yep. And the running back had Kyler been tackled. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think he also fooled you, me, and David oh, yeah. on this play. And the camera guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's just amazing by Kyler to be able to like pick up that fourth and one. And, and now let's talk fourth and one. Make 15 yards out of it. So let's talk fourth and ones now because yeah. Cliff Kingsbury just cost Kyler Murray the MVP award. I think you're right. So to give you guys the situation, it's 31-31, I believe. Uh, Kyler is about to... Oh, sorry, so it's 4th and 1 on 32. So it's a 49-yard field goal for Zane Gonzalez on the 4th and 1, if the Cardinals want to take it. And Cliff Kingsbury, instead of having faith in Kyler Murray, who has ran all over this Dolphins defense today, and he doesn't trust him to get one yard. And he kicks the field goal, and what does Zane Gonzalez do? He missed it. He bricked it. He missed it. He was short on a 49-yard. That's terrible. That's terrible as a kicker. That's terrible as a play caller. Cliff Kingsbury is supposed to be this modern thinker, and he still does that? Yeah. How do you not have confidence in Kyler at that point? I don't get it, man. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, And I think if Kyler scores that drive and beats the Dolphins, that really, really raises his MVP chance. Yeah, I agree. Because he's going to run a touchdown in there. Make that little chase for the end zone, reach the ball out like he does really quick, like, and then that picture's viral. Done. Yeah. Predicted that. Uh, anything else for this game? Uh, I'm done with this game. Uh, you want to go to the comedy one? Yeah. Uh, before we start, yeah, for, for Steelers Cowboys, yeah. can I just give you two crazy stats that revolve that. around the Cowboys? Yeah, tell me. Dak Prescott has been out since week five yeah. and still has more passing yards, and, and we just got done talking about him, than Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, Ben Roethlisberger, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, and Kirk Cousins. I was really hoping you weren't going to say Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, yeah, Daniel Jones is going to be in the list. Yeah. Um, and then my other stat revolving around the Cowboys, in their right. last 22 games, they have the same 7-15 and 15 record as the Jets. So that's bad. Oh. <laughs> well, that's really bad. Yeah. You're America's team, and you're being we compared to the that. Jets. Who would you say legitimately is America's team? Uh, I'll be honest, I think it might be the Steelers. No. No? Because I don't like the Steelers. Maybe the Cardinals? Who doesn't like think, the Cardinals? I don't think... A team that wears red can be America. Dolphins? I think you need to look at like classic uniforms. Mm. Like the Niners could be America's team. Packers? The Packers could be America's team. I don't know. Saints? No. No. I, no. I feel like a lot of people don't like the yeah. Saints. Yeah. Sean should, Payton is just like an evil genius. Let's let's think about that and get back to everyone yeah. with next week. Dallas week. Yeah, we're gonna think about that. Uh so yeah, Pittsburgh against Dallas, Pittsburgh twenty four, Dallas nineteen, Pittsburgh moves to eight 0 Dallas covered the spread for the first time. Yeah. Good the Steelers, though, walked in here, and they must have been thinking that this game was a grenade. Grenade. Because yeah. they literally, they could have walked in with their dick hanging out of their yeah. pants. Doesn't it matter. didn't fucking matter. I'm going to fucking win. They weren't going to fucking win. They were going to fucking win. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, 
The first thing I want to say from this game is my dog Gary Gilbert. Yeah, uh, you almost were really high. On almost it. knocks really off the undefeated Steelers. I, I've loved Gary Gilbert um, since he was an Orlando Apollos player. Yeah, and most people that listen to this are gonna be like, "What the fuck are the Orlando Apollos?" Right. Um, basically, last year uh, when there was no NFL on, the AAF was this new football league that they they were trying to get going. Um, and Gary Gilbert was the quarterback for the Apollos, which was the team I randomly started supporting. Yep. Um, he led them to a seven and one league best record. Yeah. Before play was like suspended right. because they, I don't, I don't think they had the money to maintain the Something league. Like that, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was averaging like two seventy through the air. He had a thirteen to three touchdown to interception ratio, and he was completing like sixty one percent of his passes. Not bad at all. Like I knew coming into this game that Gary Gilbert was better than Ben DiNucci, and I'm glad that he showed it. Yeah. David would have to disagree with you if he was here. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. So something else I want to talk about on the Steelers side is. Juju. Yeah. Had a good game. Six for 93 in touchdowns. Is he relevant in fantasy now? I don't know. I, I honestly think all the Steelers receivers are. Yeah. Because I have Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson looked athletic. Like, he just looked like a freak. He's shifty. Yeah, six for 77. He looked explosive. Uh, Chase Claypool, eight catches for 63 yards. James Washington had a touchdown. The Steelers offense is just crazy. Yeah, and then what's insane is James Conner. Yeah, had a James Conner looked nine bad. for twenty-two and had two receptions for negative two yards. And let's talk about running backs. Zeke looked bad. Zeke looked really bad. Tony Pollard, I think, had like half the car- half the carries, the same amount of yards or something like that. Yeah, and dude, and Tony Pollard just looks so fast, and he looks like he can run downhill. Dude, much Tony Pollard's a good running back. Yeah. He was really good at Memphis, but like just because he's Zeke's backup, people don't give him that much respect. He had fifty-seven yards on nine carries. Zeke had eighteen carries for fifty-one yards. Yeah, not promising for Zeke fantasy owners like us. Uh, CeeDee Lamb came back for a little bit of a good game. Four for 71. Yeah, he got the offense starter for the Cowboys. First yeah. touchdown of the game. Look at that. Um, there's not that much more for this game, other than the fact that Big Ben at half like thought he like tore both his ACLs or some shit. We saw Mason Rudolph appearance, and then he comes back and has 3 or 4 and 3. Yeah. Which is classic Big classic Ben. Classic Ben. Classic Ben. What else <laughs> would you expect out of that? Ben. Uh, yeah, anything else for this game? Uh, I'm ready to move on to Contender Pretender. Yeah, so go ahead. Tell me your... You want to go AFC? Yeah, I'll start AFC. Uh, obviously, Bills, Chiefs, Steelers. Yep. Three still contenders. Mm-hmm. Definitely all showed it this week. Definitely. Steelers coming from behind. Chiefs coming from behind. Yeah. Um, and the Bills just kind of wiping the floor with the Seahawks. Yep. Then I have the Titans, Ravens, Browns, Colts, and Raiders all as pretenders. Yeah. Um, and then, slightly controversial, I think, the Dolphins are still pretenders. Okay. Um, they can sneak in a like, I think No, no, no. This is not for, to make the playoffs. It's more no, to go deeper. Because I actually think the, the Dolphins might make the playoffs. They actually could go 10-6. I was looking at their schedule. Um, but yeah, they're a good young team, and they're kind of just riding a hot wave. Yeah, they really and are. And I would love to see them make the playoffs. Yeah, as Miami, University of Miami students, we love to see the Dolphins do yeah. They're kind of my second favorite team. A little complicated for you because they're in division for your favorite. But still. Yeah. But still. Got to love them. Um, so yeah, contender-pretender. That's pretty much, I have the uh, same for the Moving AFC. on to NFC. Yeah. Uh, Eagles slash Giants for the NFC East. Yeah. Obviously, both of those Giants teams are pretenders. Right. Um, I now have the Seahawks as a pretender. Yeah. Just because their defense is I shit. Um, Packers, Bucks, I still have as contenders. You still have the Bucks as contenders. I still even have after the Bucks that embarrassment. contenders. Yeah. Okay. Um, I still I obviously, agree. I still have the Saints as contenders. Yeah. And I still have the Cardinals as contenders, even though they lost to the Dolphins. I think they still played well. Cliff, Cliff, Cliff cost team. them that game. Cliff yeah. cost them that game. Um, and then my last three pretenders, obviously the Rams, Niners, and Bears. Yep. Just because the, the Bears just so the Bears obviously don't even need to talk yeah. about it, but the Niners just have too many injuries. Would you to agree? Wrong. We were talking about this earlier. Do you think the Vikings will end up with a better record than the Bears? Yes. I actually think they're the second best team. 
Yeah, I just think they are the second best team. Literally just did it yeah. Um, Dalvin Cook, though, if you do have him in fantasy, be wary. He has the hardest playoff running, running back schedule yeah. um, out of all the top five running backs. Right. So look to trade him away, see if you can get some super value for him. Half-calf, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do you want to go to top ten running backs now? I'd love to. Okay, so... But you'd never ask. Yeah, so you can explain your list first. We did it a little differently. So yeah, you, you so my list, um, in my honorable mentions, I'm going to have Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb, uh, who have like both been on the IR for the majority of the season, obviously. Um, like We know these guys have a spot in the top ten when they're healthy. Yeah, of course. There, there's no way they don't. Um, Joe Mixon, another player who's been dealing with injuries. I don't know if he'd yeah. be in the top ten, but like obviously someone to consider. And obviously Eckler and Saquon would probably have a spot in this list as well, but I'm just not going to include anybody who's been injured. Um, also, in my honorable mentions list, I'm not going to include like Mike Davis or Kareem Hunt mm-hmm. because they're not even the number one running back on their team. Yeah. So how can they be a top ten running back in the NFL? Uh-huh. Um, that being said. I'm going to get into it now. I have Kamara at one. Okay. Dalvin Cook at a close two. Yeah, he's looking like, like he could be one. Much closer to than, than he was when I made this list. Absolutely. Um, Derrick Henry, three. Mm-hmm. Then Aaron Jones, followed by James Robinson. Uh, at six, I have Josh Jacobs. Then Gurley, who just always finds the end zone, so he yeah. has to be in here. Um, then James Conner. And then finally at nine. And... I left everybody else off yeah. this list. The amount of names I left on this list, and Zeke just sneaks in at nine. Yep. He's having a terrible season. Yeah, he's bad. Like, since Dak went down, Zeke is irrelevant. Yep. And Crazy to think that people compared him to Saquon. Just to round off the list, I have Chris Carson at ten. I think Chris Carson's a really talented running back. And yeah, he's he been is. injured for like one, maybe yeah, he two is, to three really weeks good. this year. Um, but yeah, I love Chris Carson, and I think he's doing some good things down in Seattle. Yeah. So I know we're talking RBs, but I just saw an obscure. Kind of an awesome stat for me. Yeah. Who do you think leads the NFL in receiving yards? Right now? Yeah. Probably DK Metcalf. Stephon Diggs. Is DK second? He is second. Yeah. Guess who's third now? Robbie Anderson. Travis Kelsey. Where is Robbie Anderson? Fourth. And then who do you think's five? <laughs> Devontae. No, Hopkins. Really? Yeah, Hopkins. That's so Which interesting. Which is crazy, Because right? he has such a quiet he week. Has, he was out for a few weeks, though. Remember, Devontae was hurt for a while. Yeah. So let's get back to running backs. We'll give I'll give my top ten. My top ten was literally everyone included. That was pretty good, though. I was, I was, yeah, you were you were there. You were hard. there. Um, I'm including people like Saquon in this, like people that have injured with McCaffrey. So yeah, so much more like concise. Yeah, like, more yeah, agreed yeah. upon list. Here. Exactly. So my top ten in order were McCaffrey, Saquon, Kamara, Dalvin, Derrick Henry, and I want to stop there for a second because I think that five. I'll repeat yeah. it: McCaffrey, Saquon, Kamara, Dalvin, and Derrick Henry. There's an argument for all five of those guys to be yeah, one through it's five. It's like a 1A through E. It's a, yeah, it's a 1A through E, if we're being completely honest. And then at six, I have Nick Chubb, who I think is still underrated somehow because he's amazing. And Seriously. he also like shares a backfield with Kareem Hunt. Who's also really good. And then at seven, I have Aaron Jones. I have eight, Josh Jacobs. I have James Conner at nine. I have James Robinson at ten. Okay, I'm glad you put him in there. Yeah, so my, my one thing is I might not put Robinson at ten, at by the end of the year, because I want to see how Eckler does with Herbert and that entire offense healthy. He could be number 10 over Robinson, but he, Robinson is a 10 to 10. So where did you have Zeke, if you had to place him in the first? I had Zeke, I originally had Zeke at 10, but then I remembered that I could put Robinson over Zeke. So that was where I originally had him. Interesting. And I always had Connor at 9. By the way, Zeke and the Cowboys covered for the first time this season against the Steelers. Great. So the Jets and the Cowboys both covering for the first time Look at that. this week. Look at that. 
Uh, yeah, so do you want to go into soccer now, or do you want to do college football first? Um, how about we do what we're looking forward to in week 10? I'm completely wrong. Football, Let's do that. Then soccer? Go for it. Sounds good. Yeah, week um, 10. So first thing I'm looking forward to this week is Bill's Cardinals. Yeah, oh my god. Because this so game is just going to be yeah. electric. You know what? Oh my god, you know what makes this game even better? In my home league, my main league, I'm playing a guy with Josh Allen, and I have Kyler. That's sick. I have so much on that, and I have Stephon yeah. Diggs. This That's is going to awesome. be such a good game. I'm so excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be exciting all around. I, I think both the defenses in this game were kind of hyped up to be more than they were at the yeah. start of the season. Isaiah Simmons has done nothing, by the way, besides that one thing. Like, this Bills defense was meant to be a top three defense. Yeah, guys like Ed Oliver are just not showing up. Trey White, first pick of the year yeah. this week. That's crazy that that was his first one. He just got a massive contract extension. Too. Yeah, pretty lackluster. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to Bills Cardinals. I yep. think it's going to be like an 80-point game. Definitely. Definitely. And let's talk about the opposite of that. You want to talk about the guaranteed under of the week would be Colts Titans. Yup. I mean, that, that is a guaranteed under. Boring? Doesn't that just scream boring? I'm not watching that game. Yeah, no, I might I'll not. I'll tell you what every play is going to be. Yeah. Derrick Henry run. Run for three yards. Yeah. That's just going to be the whole game. And then Philip Rivers incompletion. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> so my, uh, my next game that I'm really excited for, just because I think it's going to be the storyline of the week, is Herbert versus Tua. Chargers, Dolphins. That's awesome. That's going to be awesome. I have, I love both of the quarterbacks. I think it's going to be, they're going to be intertwined forever just because yeah, they're picked right next to each other. Exactly. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be great just for their legacy. And then arguably game of the year for me is Giants-Eagles this week. Yeah, That's two, very important. Two and seven Giants yeah. competing for first in the division. Yeah, I mean, um, we better lose. If they win this week, they're going to win. This week. I know, we better lose because I'm going to get really mad. But like, you might playoffs. not lose. Yeah, I think we're going <laughs> to win because Carson Wentz is terrible and Bradbury is going to lock down Fulton. Hopefully Miles Sanders is back. Because um, oh I kind of need him in fantasy. I need him in fantasy so bad. And, like, and I need him if he is the back, then the Giants probably won't win. Yeah. Um, another thing I'm looking forward to, Buccaneers-Panthers. NFC South matchups are always fun. I feel like that's an over. I feel like every NFC South is, is an over. Yeah. But um, like 38-3, would that have covered the over? No. My So another game I'm really looking forward to, just because I think it's going to be a fun matchup, is uh, Seahawks-Rams. Yeah. Because I'm curious to see what Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey can do to that Ravens. To the, sorry, not the Ravens. The Seahawks offense. And I am curious to see how many points Cooper Cup and Robert Woods put up in fantasy this week. Yeah. yeah. Especially coming off the bye. Speaking of, I just traded for Cooper Cup. I traded I traded Mark Andrews for Hunter Henry, Cooper Cup, and Zach Moss. Wow. And I have TJ Hawkinson. Mark Andrews for Cooper Cup, Hunter Henry, and Zach Moss. That's I was actually a good that. deal. I was offered that. I would take that yeah. as well. Why not? Free flex. Um, Another thing I'm looking forward to, the Saints coming off a huge win, obviously. The Niners, I think right? they're still going to have a tough test against the Niners. Which is crazy that we can say that with all those players injured. Just which shows just Niners, how awesome Kyle Shanahan is. Yeah, their, yeah. their system is just too, too nice. And we got an NFC North game this week. Vikings-Bears. Yeah. Monday night, I think, right? Yeah. Isn't it the That's night the game? only thing really good about this game is we get Dalvin to watch Dallas. And we get to watch Kirk Cousins be horrendous on Monday night. Oh my god, I'm going to take all his unders. Yeah, Literally all his wow. Unders. Um. Yeah, that's, I'm excited for all the other games, obviously, but that's pretty much the highlights for me. Besides, I think Broncos-Raiders could be a really fun game. Broncos-Raiders? Yeah. Divisional matchup? Divisional matchup. Yeah, I think that could be a really game. fun game. I, I feel like that's a game that they're going to be showing on Red Zone a lot. I think Josh Jacobs is going to go off. That's game. a crucial game for the Raiders to win if they it really actually, want to be It in actually playoffs. really is a really important game for them. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much all I got for Week 10. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk a little Canes football? Let's talk Canes. So, you want to start it off? 
Yeah. Uh, survived a nail-biter on the road. Yeah, wow. Like, why do we let teams play this we close? We play down to other teams' We're like level. the Bills of NCAA. This really sucks, because I hate that. Like, yeah. why not just play as well as you always do, no matter how much? Um, but yeah, Derek King was the fucking man. Yeah. 31 of 41. Threw the ball 41 times. Yeah. 430 yards, 5 touchdowns, and he also had 15 carries for 105 yards. Yeah, and speaking of big numbers, Mike Harley, 8 for 153 and 2. Yeah. Derek King is the king of Miami. Yeah. He's awesome. Three, so, three other touchdown catchers as well. Mark yep. Pope, Will Mallory, and D. Wiggins. Yep. Um, all looks really good. And even after being ranked now ninth in the country, we're top... Actually, no, let me list the top ten. In right the here. top ten. The top four is awesome. wild now. Yeah. Bama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, who should be one. Clemson, A&M, UF, Cincinnati, BYU with Zach Wilson, who we touched on earlier. Us, and then Indiana. Indiana at ten. Indiana at ten. Penn State is now 0-3. Okay. Let's talk about that. That's not good. That's ridiculous. Tough, James Franklin must be on suicide. Tough start right for the season for the Nittany Lions. Yeah, not good. Uh, speaking of Big Ten teams, we got to talk about Justin Fields. Because Justin Fields, please listen to this stat. Justin Fields this season has 11 incompletions and 11 touchdowns. That's mind-blowing. Please say it again for the people that aren't this listening. Dude listen. <laughs> 11 incompletions and 11 touchdowns on the year. That's outrageous incomprehensibly insane. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, legitimately ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we looked great. Uh, we looked, The defense did not look great, but offensively we looked great again against NC State. Something I do want to point out, next week we're playing Virginia Tech. I'm sure you remember Parents Weekend last year. That game was fucking awesome. Yeah. The little ha- Hail Mary that we got at half, and then we almost won on a Hail Mary. That was a great game. Yeah, so, but what's insane is that we're two and a half point underdogs. I don't understand that. Virginia Tech. How can we be underdogs? So does Vegas know something, or is this a trap game? Do we have reason to be concerned? I don't think we do. I think, I, know, I think the Canes are going to win. I think we need a roll, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, that's our that's our little college football update for you. Um, we have a lot, a bunch of cool games coming up this week. The only game I did want to talk, touch on is Georgia-Florida. Uh, Kyle Trask looked awesome. Georgia's defense was... Not there, and UF decided to play defense, and Kyle Trask got a great game, so that's how Florida wins. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for college football. Bill, anything for you? I just want to say about that Georgia game, they yeah. started so well, Yeah. and then just fell apart. Yeah, Stetson got hurt for a little bit. The so wheels came off, and and Florida didn't look back. No, and Florida's defense actually showed up for probably the first time this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's all we got for college football. Do you want to go soccer? I'm ready to go. Yep. All right, talk a little footy. <laughs> uh, so, massive week in the Champions League mm. this week. And before I start, before I go game by game, I just want to say that I think this year's competition is much closer than we've seen in the past. Right. Because you have all these, like, middle-tier clubs beating the big clubs. And honestly, some of the, like, expected teams that you would think, like, oh, they're definitely going through, might not go through. Yeah, who knows? Which would be awesome to see, because I would love to see some smaller clubs in the last 16. Um, But, yeah, getting into it, um, Tuesday... Atletico versus Lokomotiv Moscow, first game that I'm going to go over. Uh, this was one of two draws in the Champions League this week, which was really surprising. Uh, Atletico stays second in Group A, um, but Moscow did well, really well, to preserve a point in this yeah. match. Like, severely outmatched in this game. I actually, you showed me a little bit of those highlights. And like, it actually looked like they were outmatched. Atletico, in the, in the last 10 minutes, actually threw everything at them. And, and VAR, uh, excuse me, VAR. <laughs> it's always on the mind. <laughs> Uh, at out of Moscow just didn't crack. Right. And then my final note from this game is yeah. Luis Suarez was booked for yeah. looking at the VAR monitor the when wire. the ref was yeah. trying to 
go over a call. Classic ear biter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's um, all I know on this. Next, we have Bruce Manchi Gladback versus Shakhtar Donetsk. I don't know what you just said, but go for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a that's a lot. That's a tongue coming out. That's of impressive now. that you got that in one take. Um, yeah, I talked about Shakhtar last week, top of the division. They got absolutely thick this week. Really? They lost six nil. Oh God. Alisson please scores a hat trick, and Bruce Manchi Gladback are now top of the group, sitting on five points. Well, look at that. Yeah. Uh, five points. For them, four points for Shakhtar, four points for Real, which I'll get into later. Mm-hmm. That group is crazy. Yeah. That's the group of death. Um, up next, we have Liverpool Atalanta. Liverpool wins 5-0. Absolutely flying in yep. Group D. Uh, three wins from three. Diago Jota, hat-trick. Scored in the 16th minute, 33rd minute, and 54th. Uh, he has something like six goals in his last four appearances for the club, which right. is just like outrageous. Yeah, that's insane. It's unheard of. It's that's like insane. Lewandowski numbers. Yeah. Um, and then, funny note from this match, Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool's manager, mm-hmm. was booked for arguing with the referee over a penalty that was given for Liverpool. No way. So he got a yellow card for arguing with the ref for something good that happened to his team, and they were already up 5-0 at the time. Jesus. It's just an elite mentality. That's insane. Um, Ajax, with a much-needed win in Group D, they beat Michelin 2-1. Um, three points, sees them go second in the group, um, and hopefully they can keep that up and qualify for the last 16. Yeah. Uh, Porto Marseille. Porto wins three 0 Obviously, this was a surprise to nobody. Right, of Marseille manager uh, Andre Villas Boas after the game. This is what he said in an interview. This yeah. is like the funniest thing I read all week. Uh-huh. In order to be shit in the Champions League, you have to at least qualify for the Champions League, and wow. we did it, and we're being shit. Huh? That's what he said. He knows his place. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they've played three games. They have no points. They have scored no times, right. and they have conceded seven times. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not good. Pretty pathetic. Not, not, not very good. Um, next, we have Man City. 3-0 against Olympiacos. This was expected. Right. Uh, three wins from three, flying in the group, top of Group C. Yeah. And then one one thing I wanted to note was Ferran Torres is this young 20-year-old Spanish winger. Mm-hmm. Uh, he scored in all three of City's groups game, in, in all three all of three, City's really? group games. Wow. Um, yeah, so he's having a great Champions League campaign. Good to see that. Uh, now we get to Real Madrid, who get their first win in the group against Inter. Uh, this was a crazy game. Raul will go up 2-0, and then they concede, and they're like, oh, no. Yeah. Thoughts start creeping into the back of your head, like, we might be fucked. And yeah. they concede again. Exactly. And they get rescued by Rodrigo, the Brazilian wonder kid. Uh, 80th minute, scores an absolute banger. Yeah, of course. Real Madrid goes on to win 3-2. Uh, Sergio Ramos now has 100 goals for Real in all competitions. Really? And I think he's probably the best-scoring center back of all time. Wow. Um, but yeah, Ralph's still third in the group because of head head against Shakhtar. But this group, like Shakhtar's first in the group right now. Shakhtar's second in the group. Second. Uh, Gladbach's first, okay. and then fourth is Inter. And going into the season, yeah, I thought it was going to be Inter and Real one and two. Really, and they're currently three and four. Interesting. This group is crazy. Interesting. And there are three games to go, so I think maybe Inter and Real probably still qualify. But yeah, I, I would assume they would. This is going to be a good a good fight to the finish. Right. Um, next up, we have Bayern versus Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, Robert Lewandowski scores again. Yeah, this dude's on fire. And again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. another two goals for the Polish striker in the Champions League. Like, dude scores every week. Like, yeah, it's his he gets job. It he gets it oh, wait, it's it his, is job. his job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this game was actually end-to-end the whole way. And like, 6-2 on paper. On paper. On paper. Looks like, like a blowout. Looks like a blowout, yeah. but 39 total chances. Bayern 21, 10 on target. And Salzburg 18, 10 on target. Okay. 
Probably okay. the most entertaining game in the yeah. Champions League this week. And Manuel Neuer was god. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that wraps up Tuesday. Uh, going into Wednesday, one of the upsets of the week in the Champions League. Man United lost. Yeah, that's something new. After winning 5-0 last week, I, I expected them to just roll and keep it going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just too inconsistent. And right. Under Ole... Yeah, they, they they show up one week and they don't next week and they're so hit or miss. Right. And do you want do you want to hear this crazy stat that I saw actually today on Instagram? Tell me. Man United squad is worth seven hundred ninety nine point nine million euros, and Istanbul, the team they lost to, their squad is worth eighty six million euros. Why? So United seven ninety nine to yeah. eighty six. So their squad is over nine times as expensive. Holy shit. But I do have a theory for why they lost this game. Okay. Um, United was wearing their, like, zebra print kits. Oh. And Istanbul is wearing orange, and zebras can't see the color orange. Wow, you really might have a point, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, you really may have a point. Like, I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but yeah. Man United probably need to go look at the film. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have Lazio Zenit. Zenit get their first point in the group with this draw. The second of only two draws in the match week. Right. Um, yeah. Zenit, like, they're shit. Yeah, they're bad. And and Lazio really got saved by Felipe Casado. He scored late in the match. Um, yeah, and they should have won. But at the end of the day, like Man United, all that matters is the full time result. And one exactly. one just isn't it. No. Um, yeah, Lazio stay second in the group, only one point behind Dortmund, but probably should have gotten three. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we have Barcelona, who have nine points from nine naturally because yep. they're Barcelona. Yep. They beat Dynamo Kiev. Um, Kiev are third in the group, and realistically, that's probably where they'll stay because yeah. Barca and Juve are obviously the teams that are going to go right. through. Um, next, we have Chelsea versus Stad Rene. Uh, Chelsea put in a great performance against this like pacey Ren team. Yeah, like I actually was very surprised that they didn't get caught out on the counter at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and a first half red card compounded the issues for the French side. Yeah. Obviously, like being down two 0 and then getting a red card. Not great. Not great. Uh, Turbo Timo scores twice. He's a god. Right. Everybody knows that he's a god. Yeah, he's just a god. Uh, this is the first time that he scored twice for Chelsea in the Champions League. Um, and Chelsea move ahead of Sevilla on goal difference at the top of Group E. Look at that. One thing I want to say about Chelsea, last thing. Um, they're only one of two teams yet to concede in the Champions League this season. Really? Yeah. And don't ask me who the other one is. Because I'm uh, not going to tell you. I will do it. <laughs> it's Liverpool. <laughs> um, moving on, Dortmund, 3-0 against Brugge. Erling Holland scores twice and leads Dortmund past like a pretty lethargic-looking yeah. Brugge. Like, they, yeah. they didn't really look like they showed up. Yeah. Um, no player has scored more than Erling Holland in their first 11 appearances in the Champions League. He has 13 goals in 11 appearances. Holy fuck, like, that's the crazy. Dude, the dude shows up in the yeah, Champions that's League. Like, wow. Yeah. He's got a lot of pace about him. That <laughs> Um, there's no way Dortmund was ever losing this game, and they go top of Group F. Um, yeah, and Dortmund are always one of those teams where it's like, you just love to see them go far. Yeah. Because they, they don't have as much money as Bayern, and Bayern always win everything in right. Germany. Could see a little change. And Bayern beat Dortmund in the Champions League final, like, nine years ago, eight years ago. Right. Um, yeah, I, I would love, I think Dortmund, if they get a lucky draw, probably go to the semifinal. Okay. Um, Which is still respectable. Yeah, no, that'd be yeah. great, that'd be a great result yeah. for them. Uh, moving on, we have Juve. Ronaldo's back in the lineup, which is great Always to see. see. Finally see. healthy, returned a negative COVID test. Yep. Um, Alvaro Morata scores twice. 
and he's probably surprised they both stood. Yeah. Are you ready for oh this? Oh my god, yeah. Is Are you ready for this? Yeah. 18 goals this season, 11 called back by VAR. 11 out of 18 of his goals have been called yeah. back. That's 61% of his goals. 61%. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, finally, last thing for this game, Juve fails to keep a clean sheet, conceding in the 90th minute. That sucks. Like, Coach got come on. Yeah. That's so frustrating. Against, yeah. the, against the, like, the small, pathetic, bullshit team. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, moving on, Leipzig versus PSG. This was also... Another shock result in the Champions League this week. Right. PSG, third in the group now. After the losing. Third? third in the group. Oh, yeah, yeah. Could you imagine if we saw a Champions League last 16 without PSG? Yeah, that would not be... Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, two red cards? Not ideal. They should probably work on keeping their players on the field. Oh. I, don't, I don't think they have Idrissa Gay or Kimpembe next time. Because of those red cards, right. so they they have another rematch against Leipzig. Losing two more players, they already don't have Mbappe or Neymar. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about PSG. Yeah, I would be. Too. I'm worried about I PSG. Too. Uh, and finally, last game of the week, we had Sevilla versus Krasnodar. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Krasnodar, you know, team from Russia. Yeah. What is that name? No, I have no idea. <laughs> wow, Jesus. I Christ. honestly don't even know who they were. Yeah. Uh, all I do know is that they were winning two one at halftime. And Sevilla had a red card. Yeah. And somehow Sevilla won this game. Wow, okay, so they just choked. Yusuf and Nasiri scored two goals in, sure. th- in three minutes. Yeah. I, okay. Again, Yeah. a lot of crazy names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he steals all the points for a rampant Sevilla side in the second half. Mm-hmm. 3-2, and as I mentioned earlier, they're tied with Chelsea on points, but behind on goal difference, so they're second in their group, which yeah. is Group E. Right. Um, and that wraps up another crazy eventful week in the Champions League where we see these classic yeah. European nights. Yeah. Where just anything can happen. That's what you got to look forward to. Um, continued dominance of the Big Four. And by Big Four, I mean Bayern, Liverpool, Barca, Man City. Yep. Um, yeah. And then other than that, I think we've seen, you know, a really awesome competition starting to shape up before us. Definitely. Give us soccer? Yep, that's all I have to say. All right, let's talk a little fantasy and then wrap it up. Yeah, let's talk fantasy. So, it's a fucking tough week for me. Fantasy yeah, guys. so I before we even want to talk about our matchup, I have to say this stat that I just found. So, of the top 20 players in points scored this season, 19 of them are kickers because, you know, any, any field goal is three points, any extra point is one point. Yeah. 19 of them are kickers. The other one is Dalvin Cook. Who leads the NFL in points scored? Wow. He has 84. Young Hoku has 81. Joey Sly has 76. That's the top three. So Dalvin Cook is God? Yeah. Two through 18 are all kickers. And Dalvin's above all. So let's talk about fantasy. Yeah. I beat you 146 to 85. You killed me this week. Jamichael Hasty killed you. Damian Harris got injured, I believe. Tyler Lockett was nothing. Mark Andrews was nothing. You basically only had Devontae Adams this week. Yeah, and you're not going to get him off my team. Yeah, no, I know I can't. Because then I have to get Dalvin. I can't get Dalvin. Because Dalvin's got. Dude, put up 40. Uh, my team. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Russ, 22. Josh Jacobs with a touchdown. Tyreek with two touchdowns. Quiet game from Hopkins. Both of us made great flex starts this week. We both had some injury, bye week trouble. I had Emmanuel Sanders with a touchdown and with 11.8. You had Nelson Aguilar had a touchdown and with 12.5. Yeah, Nelson. Nelson Aguilar. Catching babies unlike Aguilar. So, yeah, now we think we think big picture, and both of us are in a, in a very similar situation where we're both getting a, a hopefully elite running back back. 
back soon. You're getting Miles Sanders back. I'm getting Eckler back. Yeah, and hopefully Zeke too. But if not, yeah. I'm going to trade him. What's going to be interesting is I think your team has a lot of potential fully healthy. It's just you need an RB2. Yeah. To be honest. That's your hope, really. Because fully healthy, your receivers are Devontae, Lockett, and Fulton. And even you have guys like Amari Cooper and Robert Woods off the bench as well. Yeah, no, I have depth. Yeah, you're good at receiver. I think if you package like three of those receivers for some god running back from someone, it can make your team a lot better. And I think well, you're, you're definitely going to make a playoff play. I think it would make it better, but it would also be too top-heavy. Maybe. Because the That's way I'm possible. set up right now is I have options, and I like to have options okay. when I'm okay. setting my lineup. Yeah, totally. Because I don't like to set the same lineup every week because it gets boring. Okay, I understand that. Well, I've been setting basically the same lineup since... Yeah. Week one. That's it's just why, with another stud every week. That's basically. why I started Agalor. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. My trades are working out great. I traded for Dalvin. I traded for Josh Jacobs. All working out pretty well. Um, I traded for Eckler. He'll be back. He'll be great. Um, and, yeah, it's always good to see my team doing well. I'm playing uh, partner this week, who is the worst team in the league. I might lose because I have Tyreek on by and Dalvin's playing the Bears, so maybe he won't go completely off. But, yeah, that's all I got. You got anything for your game next weekend or anything? Um, I was just going to talk about my home league. Yeah, go for it. Oh, yeah. Um, this past week in my home league, I won. But kind of disappointed in my commissioner. Uh, shout out to Henry Cronenberg. Set a fucking lineup, dude. Yeah, dude. He's the commissioner? He literally takes three minutes. Fuck this kid, dude. What? Yeah. I mean, come on. Fuck them kids. That's, <laughs> that's kind of inexcusable. Yeah. Like, I beat the fucking doors off your non-existent team. Yeah. You started Kareem Hunt, who was on a bye. Right. Jamal Williams, who was hurt. Yeah. Calvin Ridley, who was hurt. Okay. Did have Young Way, but okay. <laughs> other than that, like, it's a pretty breezy, easy win. Moving yeah. to six and three, second best uh, record in my league. Mm-hmm. Got a bye week issue next week with Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, no, I don't. I have Rajas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other than that, that was a great week of fantasy. I'm probably gonna win next week. So, my lineup this week is going to get really interesting, because if McCaffrey doesn't play, then I have Mike Davis playing, which is huge. Yeah, great move by you not dropping Mike yeah, Davis. Yeah, because my lineup would then be Kyler, James Robinson, Mike Davis, Diggs, Deontay, Tanyan, and Colvin. you got to figure out the tight end situation. I know, it's so annoying. It's so fucking annoying, because I need a tight end. I'm trying to get Jimmy Graham right now, hopefully that goes through, but like, uh, yeah, I need a tight end, but then I think my team can be very, very good. Right now, you're serviceable. Yeah. If you have a tight end, you're a deep playoff push. Yeah, to exactly. So I'm going to try to get a tight end. Hopefully, by next episode, I do. And yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, I'm good for this week. Okay. Um, well, thank you guys for listening in. Make sure to follow our Instagram. We just we should have announced that at the beginning of the show. But just make sure everyone knows uh, it's at BlindsidePod on Instagram, at BlindsidePod. Definitely hit us with a follow. Always interacting with you guys. It'll be in the episode description as well. Yep. Links um, to Spotify and everything will be there as well. Uh, But you're on Spotify, so you don't need the link. But uh, (laughs) yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and go Yanks. Go Yanks.